Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Health Hustle. I'm your host, Corey Hibben, and on this episode, we dive a layer deeper into my previous episode with physical therapist Marissa Meyer. We get into what it actually means to scratch your own itch, the importance of knowing exactly who you want to serve, and why, if you don't already have a community that will support you, how to find that community, or better yet, even create one of your own. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and please subscribe and write us a review. This show is about helping health and fitness professionals to build a business that fits your lifestyle by giving us a review. It helps other people find the show and join us on the journey. Also, if you're looking for tips about designing your website and marketing your health business, sign up for my newsletter at coreyhigh.com. Without further ado, mm, let's go. So the first thing I want to talk about is this idea of scratching your own itch. I first learned about this idea from actually Tim Ferriss when he wrote the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and he was talking about how he was working for basically a corporation and a job, working out of a cubicle, and was just completely unfulfilled with his life. And so in order to get out of working the 9-to-5, he had to figure out how to break free from that and ultimately led him to writing that book, The 4-Hour Workweek, where he lays out the roadmap as to how to get out of that, how to live more remotely, essentially create your muse so that you can spend more time doing the things you actually love and want to do. And that is a perfect example of scratching our itch is that we all have problems and obstacles in our life. And it's by figuring out how to overcome those that we learn that roadmap and then we can ultimately teach that to other people. In the previous episode with Marissa, she talks about how she was a physical therapist, but she was dealing with some trauma in her life and she had to learn about that connection between the mind and body in order to ultimately overcome that problem. And now as a practice, that's the type of clients that she gets to talk to and treat and help because she's had that obstacle. She's overcome that obstacle. And now that she's overcome that obstacle, she can teach that to others and be of higher service and higher value to the people that she ultimately wants to help. And one of the great things about scratching your own itch is that because you are dealing with one of your own problems, keeps you incredibly motivated to continue to take steps forward and to move towards that goal because you know At that end of the rainbow, you're going to get to solve your own problem. And not only that, now you'll know how to help other people solve that problem as well. And so think about your own life and what are the obstacles that you are currently dealing with, whether it's personal or professional. Is it a difficult relationship? Is it a certain amount of debt? Maybe it's a job you don't like or a coworker or an employee that you're working with that just really drains your energy. Maybe it's a physical injury or trauma that you've dealt with. And now start figuring out the baby steps, the micro steps in order to overcome those and then lay out that roadmap. And then I guarantee you there are other people in this world that have had those same problems, had those same challenges. And now you have the opportunity to not only share that with them, but to help them through those same problems. And I guarantee you, you'll make a whole lot more friends that way. A couple of my favorite examples of these other than the Tim Ferriss 4-Hour Workweek is there's a guy by the name of Ben Patrick. And he's known as the knees over toes guy. And basically he had knee problems for his entire life. And it wasn't until he got insanely frustrated that no matter what he did, what he tried or what he practiced, nothing would fix his problem, that he gave it everything he had to figure out how to stretch his knees, flex his knees, strengthen his knees. And ultimately he was able to solve that problem. And now that's what he does as a full-time business is he teaches other people with knee pain how to overcome that. And now he's known as quote unquote, the knees over toes guy, because there is a lot of misconception about should you squat with your knees over your toes and et cetera, et cetera. And he basically gets into it's not really a problem, but uh, I digress. And one of my other favorite people is John Lee Dumas. And so he's best known by his podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And when he was first starting out, he wanted to start a business and he was listening to podcasts, but there wasn't any podcasts that were out there that were daily keeping him motivated. And so that was his way of scratching his own itch is that he essentially started the first ever seven days a week entrepreneurship podcast. And by creating that podcast, not only did he scratch his own itch, He was also able to create a community of like-minded people that wanted to talk and hear about entrepreneurship and help each other on that journey. 
Even my own personal story was a matter of scratching my own edge. I used to work as a physical therapist and a healthcare professional. And in both of these practices, there's a strong degree of marketing that is involved in both of those in order to find patients and to find clients. Because without those, then there is no paycheck, right? And it was a matter of me going down that rabbit hole of of ultimately learning about marketing and learning about sales in order to drive traffic and attention towards my own personal business that I learned the roadmap as to how to get more clients. And now that's what I do professionally as a job. And so now ultimately my clients are other health and fitness professionals that need more clients themselves. And I get to walk them through that step-by-step process that I know works because I can actually drive clients, get customers and create trust with the people that you ultimately want to have a relationship with. And so just to drive home this scratching your own itch idea, it's basically it's just looking at your own problems and obstacles, figuring out how to solve those and then teaching that onto others. Number two is knowing who you want to serve. And this one is pretty close to my heart because this is one that I struggled with for a long time. I used to work as a rehab aide, a personal trainer, healthcare professional, basically a lot of service type work where you're working one-on-one with patients and clients. And I found that it was very challenging for me over the long haul and the long run is that I found myself getting very burnt out on just patient and client care. And what I started to realize is that seeing that number of patients or clients a day was basically the equivalent of having 10 to 12 meetings a day back to back and how incredibly exhausting that could be for somebody that needs time to dive inward and look inward at what's going on in my mind and my body and my intuition. And it was very hard to do that when I was always constantly having to be outward focused on patients and clients. And it's not that I wasn't trying to give the most upright of care or service to my client and patients. I just realized it wasn't my strength and I needed to find a way to put that aside and find out what my strengths ultimately were. And that's a matter of knowing your avatar. So how do you do that? How do you figure out who your avatar is? Well, Well, the best exercise that I've found and that I've walked many of my clients through is basically imagine your perfect client or even somebody that you've already worked with that you absolutely loved spending time with and adding an incredible amount of value to. And I bet you just me asking that question, you can already think of somebody in your life that you just love spending time with and love hanging out with and love really helping solve their problems. And that's probably your ideal avatar. And now give that person a name. Let's call that person Matt, right? And now let's get crystal clear on Matt. How old is Matt? Is he married? Does he have kids? Does he commute to work? What's their job? What are their passions? What are their hobbies? What does he do in his free time? What are his dislikes? What are the skills that he's acquired over the years? What value can Matt bring to the world? What's their life goals, their ambitions, their hopes and dreams? What does a perfect day in Matt's life look like? What types of content do they consume? How often? What is their biggest struggle in life right now? What is the solution they are looking for? And that's the person that you're trying to serve. It was through my own pains and struggles of working with a lot of different types of clients before I figured out the person that I ultimately love serving and love adding value to. And as I mentioned earlier, it's the people in the health and fitness industry. Those are the people that I absolutely love serving because I speak the language, I know the industry, and I know that I can add value to their life that's going to contribute to a bigger cause of helping more people with their health and wellness. And I've realized that I personally don't want to be the person in the trenches actually working with the clients one-on-one. That can become incredibly draining for me, but I do love being the guy behind the scenes who's helping to promote that person and add value to that person by getting their name and getting their brand out there. And I will say the cool thing about knowing your avatar, as Myra got into on that previous episode, is that when you're working with that type of person, you'll go above and beyond to add value to them. She talks about a story where she had a patient that she had to see, but she didn't even have a treatment table to treat him on. And so what she did is she pulled out a sleeping bag, laid it out on a picnic table, and treated him right there on the spot. And she did that because she truly cared about that person. And that's why it's so important to know exactly who you want to serve. You can say no to the people that you won't bend over backwards for and say yes to the people that you love to serve and they love you. 
And to summarize, the second point is get very clear on who your avatar. Write down everything you can about that person and then speak directly to them through your platforms, through your text messages, through the way you speak, through the way you talk, and through the way that you engage in everyday life. The third and final point that I wanted to touch on that Myra got into is the importance of having a community and having people in your life that you can turn to when you are struggling or have challenges. And the trick with this one is that you can rather find a community of like-minded people or you can create your own community. This one as well is actually very close to my heart because I remember when I moved down to Iowa for graduate school that I became completely disconnected from my previous community that I had when I was living in Minnesota. And over the course of enough time, I seemed to have accidentally fell into a depression. And that was because I didn't have people that I could turn to and connect with and bounce ideas off of. As somebody that considers myself very introverted, it was actually shocking to me to see that I could fall into a depression just based on the fact that I'd lost so many of my close relationships There's actually an amazing study about this out of Harvard where they followed over 700 men and year after year would track what they were doing, where they were working, who they were hanging out with, and just basically overall happiness level of what was leading to a happy and successful life. And at the end of this 75-year study, they found that there was only one metric that had a difference as to whether somebody felt like they had a fulfilling and happy life or not. And it didn't matter how much money they had or how famous they got or what sort of accolades that they were able to accomplish. The single and only metric that made a difference as to whether they rated their life as happy and fulfilled was the quality of the relationships in their life. And so if that doesn't tell you the importance of having a community and having a tribe of people that you could turn to when you are dealing with challenges and struggles, especially when you are starting your own business, then I don't know what does. And the first thing I would recommend doing is getting some sort of mentorship, whether that's free or paid or whatever it is, I would definitely start with finding some sort of mentorship of somebody that can guide you on a path moving forward And I'd say the second most important thing is rather find or create your own mastermind group. And neither the mentor or the mastermind group needs to be somebody that has some form of incredible success. It just needs to be a person or a group of people that are close or similar in their business that you can bounce ideas off of, get accountability, and help hold each other up when you're going through the challenges and struggles. Because it's so easy to get caught up in our own microdrama of challenges and struggles that we're dealing with. And it's very hard for us to step back from those problems, especially when we're in the trenches working on those problems. And so we need somebody objectively to look at those things and shine light on the areas that we're missing because we all have blind spots. And the only way to get around those blind spots is to have people in your life that can point those out and shine the light on a new path. Before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show. And I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're looking for more advice on how to market your health business or need help with your website, you can find all my information at coreyhigh.com. Thanks again and keep hustling, my friends.